0: Tom stands upright before his father. At his shoulder, the foal flicks little ears. Tom asks the question once more. Maisie's colt weaned two days ago, says Henry Gilmore. His words are slow. He gives Tom his flinching glance. Once he looked at you straight. Not anymore. He left his eyes in Tom's mother's grave four months back. Will she... Tom stops. Henry Gilmore shrugs. Could be. Don't fuss her. She mislikes it. You let her do what she will. He reaches a hand to the foal's muzzle. Its nostrils tremble, move across his skin, scent his grief. It'll die either way, he says. Better quickly. Might not, says Tom. And the air between them grows dense. You'll not make a farmer. Henry Gilmore tells his son, touching Tom's shoulder with an absent hand. He leaves us, fades through the gate into the blue. Tom, the foal and I watch him. Distance narrows him as he goes, whittles his figure to a dark drop crawling across the bones of the hill. In the loose box, Maisie peers through a forelock the colour of dirty snow. Clumps of mud cling to her tangled belly. She lifts a broad lip in our direction. Shows us her butter yellow teeth. You're not to go in, says Tom. Pest dear no matter what He has a twitch above his eye. His eyebrow stutters with distress. The foal's muzzle brushes his cheek. Tom's hands tighten sticky about its legs. You'll have to hold it, he says. Can you? If you yes. A flurry of little hooves, and the foal shrieks like a cat. At length it subsides in my arms, its pounding heart, its thin new bones. Tom says, We have to make them smell the same. Pressed together, the fallen eyes shiver under the sun. I can't see where Tom has gone. There's the crack of his boots on the dry earth, the puzzling intricacy of wood, metal, catches, clasps, doors. He is back quickly. This'll do. The tin is squat and burly. He prizes the lid up with his knife. Plunges a hand in, it comes up a shining paw, gloved in treacle, dark shining loops. He covers the foal's pole and withers. He puts the stuff on its hindquarters, smooths it over the heaving flanks, over its belly. When he's finished, my arms are crosshatched as if by the path of snails. She won't hurt it, says Tom. His hand cradles the foal's jaw. Its eyes close, long lashes on sooty lids. She won't, he says again, not to me. Over the stool door, Maisie shakes her massive head, blinks a bashful eye, lifts her rubber lip. No, I say, she wouldn't. Good Maisie. The surface of the cart horse is vast. Her flanks ripple like a quiet sea. Tom watches. His eyes show the blue iris ringed with white. Won't do to wait. He tells himself, or me. Maisie offers flared nostrils to his sticky hands. Yup, he says to her, all that soon. He slips into the stall, bolts himself in. His hands move to and fro between light and the straw-scented dark. They coat Maisie's muzzle and mouth with treacle. He works backwards along the colossal sculpture of her, moves out of sight into the dim. She stands, but her head follows him, the glassy brown trail. I pick up the foal. It lies like a sack in my arms. It has given up. Its hooves are no larger than shillings. The thud of its heart on my wrist. It smells of fresh, crushed nettles, sharp against the farmyard. Will it be all right? I say. Tom says nothing. I carry the foal to the stall door. It is quiet, leaden. He reaches, takes it through the crack into the dark. Then he's out. He blinks in the sudden honeyed day. His dark eyebrow quivers. I put fingertips to my wrist. The flesh there holds the memory of the foal's heartbeat, weaving over my own. We wait, silent. I can't, Tom says. So I look. In the dim light, Maisie's nostrils traverse the lineaments of the foal's body. She licks the treacle from its muzzle, eyes, Her tongue sweeps down its length.